Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 7. Here's Pastor Ryan. But we cannot bear any fruit by being separate from him. Just like a vine or a branch that's separated from the from the vine, the branch that's separated from the vine cannot bear fruit. So fruit can only come by being close to the Lord. But like I asked the question before, what is fruit anyways? What is he talking about? I believe it's to be like Jesus. It is to have the characteristics of Jesus. And, and, and that's what I believe the fruit is. It's, at the end of the day, you can say the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, and those things. Or we can simply narrow it down to God wants us to be more like Jesus. And the only way we can be more like Jesus, bearing fruit of his character, is by having a close relationship with him. And Jesus says, if you don't abide in me, you cannot do that. So we want people to no longer see us, but to see Jesus in our lives. That is bearing fruit to God that Paul is talking about. We have been saved to do that very thing. So that when people meet you and they meet me, they, they meet some, somebody different. They meet you with the Lord working in and through your life to speak into them. Does that make sense? That's how we bear fruit to God. We abide in Him. We're close to Jesus so that people see His characteristics in our lives. That we respond the way Jesus would respond. We love the way Jesus would love. We um, care the way Jesus would care. We are courageous the way Jesus would be courageous. Look at all of His characteristics. He's holy, He's pure. He's strong in faith. He's strong in hope. He's strong in love. He, um, you know, moved in the power of, of God's Spirit. He did miracles everywhere. And he spoke with authority unlike the other rabbis. And he, you know, power from on high was upon him. Think of the Lord. And we are here today. We are alive today. Because God wants us to bear fruits unto him, or fruit. And that fruit is that they would see Jesus in us. Paul would write in Romans 8.29, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God predestined you and I to be conformed into the image of his son. That's bearing fruit. We don't want them to see us anymore. We want them to see Christ through us. And it only happens. We're only going to bear fruit by being close to Jesus. Studying his word. Praying to him without ceasing throughout your day. We're not under law. We're under grace. And under that grace, it's just a, a wonderful relationship with God. We talked to him about everything. And I talked to him about, you know, shooting hoops. 
I talked to him about hitting the golf ball straighter. Lord, let me, let me. He's my father. I talked to him about my family. I talked to him about my life. I talked to him about my, the good things and the bad things. I pour out my heart. He is my God, my father, my, my king. That's relationship, you see? And then, you know, he, I, we also go to him moment by moment for forgiveness, for mercy throughout our day as we blow it and we blow it and we blow it. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. And he, he washes that. He washes that. And we continue bearing fruit under the Lord because we're not dominated by sin anymore chapter 6 we're not dominated by it we can't say you know keep blaming our flesh and, and sin has no power over us we have to be proactive in, in seeking God and abiding in Christ because if we do moment by moment we will say Lord you know I, I'm feeling kind of fleshly here cleanse me wash me oh take that thought away from me Lord or that attitude help me to respond rightly help me to be a man or woman of faith man or woman of hope man or woman of joy man or woman of strength of confidence in God Help me to be a student of your word. Help me to pray. All of those, you know, you have, it's just in our, in, you know, what won't you ask of your king who loves you? What won't you ask? What are you missing? He's your God as he is mine. He's your father as he is mine. I ask him for a bunch of stuff. So I know he's got a lot of dinero. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And it ain't about possessions. I'm kidding. It's about, you know, spiritual blessings, wisdom, understanding, love, your humility, your meekness, true humility, not fake religious human, uh, fakeness. Help me, you know, anything that you need for life and godliness, he's the one to ask. And he says that if you abide in me and I in you, you shall bear much fruit. And again, bearing fruit to me is just being transformed and in, conformed into his image. We don't want to be recognizable anymore. You know, where they can say, man, the old you would have, oh, who is this? Exactly. Yeah, what would the old us do anyways? Swing from, these, from the chandeliers and act crazy. But in Christ, we're different. Are different. It's it's bearing fruit is just allowing God to mold you to be more like Jesus. I Jeremiah eighteen. I was reading uh, Chuck uh, Smith's uh, devotion. I go, man, this I got to share this with you guys. But he quotes Jeremiah eighteen, the Potter story. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, "Arise and go down to the Potter's house." And there I will cause you to hear my words. Then Jeremiah went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. It was messed up, right? So he made it again into another vessel, as, to, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Says the Lord, look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand, O house of Israel. 
So God, you know, is the potter in our lives. We're a lump of clay. Chuck was saying that clay is like the most, uh, you know, um, inexpensive piece of material on, on, on the earth. And, you know, clay alone is worthless. But if it's placed in a skillful potter's hand, that worthless piece of clay can be worth thousands if, depending on the skill level of the, of the potter. And how the potter kneads the, the clay and smooths out all the lumps. And that's what God is doing with us. He's just smoothing out the rough edges, the attitudes that we've made excuses for. Well, that's just me. That's unbiblical. And the Bible says, let, let every man be a, let God be true and let every man be a what? A liar. Ah, oh, that's just how I am. I have a bad attitude. I'm Irish. I'm Mexican or whatever. You know, I just snap at a certain level. Boom. Not in Christ. We don't. Not no more. Not no more. We're not the same. We are new crea creatures, new creations. All old things are passed away. We are clay in his hands and, and, and it takes patience to let him, you know, knead that stuff out. You know, just work it out of us, Lord. And we're impatient. We want things now. We're a, we're a right now society. We want it now. But it, it takes time for him to mold us to be more like Jesus. And to whom much is given, much is required. Some of the blessings that you want and you're praying for, it takes character development to do those things. You know what I mean? There are just some things that he says, not now, not until your character meets the task. Does that make sense? To him who was raised from the dead, that's who we're married to now, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law we're at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So Paul is saying, when we were in the flesh, so before we knew Christ, we, um, our sinful passions were aroused by the law. What does that even mean? Mind you, he began this chapter by saying to those who know the law. So, I guess I wasn't raised religious. Like I said, I didn't know the Ten Commandments. But, for those who were raised with some religion in their life and they knew the Ten Commandments or some of God's laws though we all knew we were sinning my goodness to now see it in writing that he says thou shall not do these things what does that do to our guilt what does that do to our knowledge of the sin we were doing it enhances it right it enhances it because now it says you know as plain as day thou shall not do these things and Paul is saying that um the sinful passions of us before we know, knew Christ, by knowing the law, was aroused. It was, um, sin took advantage of us, in other words. Because fallen man, there's something about fallen man, you know it, and I know it, before we ever came to know Christ, 
There's something about rules that our flesh just just says that must be broken. since, Since as early as I can remember, whatever the laws were in elementary and in kindergarten, you know, sit still. It's because, why? In our fallen state, our sinful passions do not, does not like order or rules, following rules. If the big stick is nearby, sure, we'll behave. The big stick is nearby. But when the big stick is gone, what happens? We're all a bunch of lawbreakers. Our, our, our carnal nature, before we came to know Christ, just took it to another level. And remember, it's not just action, it's the thoughts that we thought. If, if, as Christians, we're ashamed when w- evil thoughts come through our minds. We are ashamed of, of, of what's happening inside us. Before we came to Christ, any thoughts go. So it's not just like having a radical, crazy, sinful background. It's just everything that was going on within us and out of us, are, are, are the members of our flesh, it, it was just the law just made it worse. Now, now I know. I knew I was bad, but now I know I was really bad. That's all. That's what Paul is saying. But for those of us who have come to Christ... We're under grace. He, he, he fulfilled the law. The law was meant to condemn everybody, to win them to Christ, to bring them to Christ. I, I, no one can keep the law. So everyone is condemned. And Jesus came in not to condemn, but to save. Because mankind was already condemned. Because the law says, thou shalt not do these things, and everybody broke it. But Christ is the hope of heaven. He is the hope of sinful man. And he takes care of the punishment of not keeping the law. And he was perfect, sinless, never broke the law. He fulfilled the law. He justifies us. He makes us righteous. That's what we're about now. We're about hopefully bearing fruit to God. Um, You know, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. We've died to it. We're not held by it. His law is now written in our hearts. We don't need signs to tell us, don't do this and don't do that. It's a spirit in our heart that says, you should do this. You shouldn't do this. You should do that. You should take that thought captive. Oh, that's just your flesh. That's not you. And there should be a separation between our flesh and our spirit. In our flesh, Paul says, nothing good dwells in our flesh. Nothing good. So don't be condemned. And, and, I, and I'm preaching to the choir because I feel condemned very often. I always ask God, give me a heart that doesn't condemn myself. And to know that when those thoughts come in your mind, I just say, oh, that's a wicked thought. And know that you ain't the only one. And Christ's blood covers that. And whatever things are lovely, whatever things are pure and of good report, you know, those are the things we dwell on.
So there's more to say about that next week. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died from what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. We have been saved. We have been born again of spirit and water. We have been born again, John 3, 3. Right? Of the spirit. That makes us spiritual beings unto the Lord. Spiritual beings cannot breathe without the spirit of God. You cannot, I cannot survive without the spirit of God empowering our life you're a spiritual being if you've accepted the Lord so why are so many living within the church carnal lives why are so many people believing that they can do Christianity without being empowered by the spirit of God when Paul says that we have been we have uh, you know uh, that we serve in the newness of the spirit why are so many trying to do Christianity differently than Jesus showed us how to do it and, re- and, and let me remind you that the disciples asked them of all the things that they asked them they asked them show us how to pray as you do because it was a link to what Jesus did and his effectiveness and his strength and his power to the way he prayed We're spiritual beings. We cannot survive without prayer. We cannot survive without prayer. And we cannot survive without prayer. You cannot be a good husband or wife without prayer. You cannot be a good son or daughter without prayer. You cannot be a good family member without prayer. You cannot be a good worker, co-worker without prayer. You cannot be a good manager without prayer. Because we're spiritual beings. You can't breathe. How do you live without breathing? You don't. And that's what Jesus said. If you abide in me and I in you, you shall bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. It's, we have to breathe. Christianity isn't weak. Jesus is able to help us and strengthen us. But we need to spend time with them. We're spiritual beings. Everybody wants spiritual results. They want to pray powerfully. They want to preach powerfully. They want to help the poor powerfully. They want to do so much powerfully, but they're not willing to go about it through supernatural means. And that is by prayer. That's how we work in the Spirit. With the church in um, Galatia, to the Galatians, Paul would write in Galatians chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect, perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? God, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, did he do that by by the works of the law or by faith? So if we want spiritual results, we need to come to the Lord in prayer regularly because we cannot breathe without 
being filled with the Spirit. And Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And out of his heart will flow torrents of living water. And he spoke of the Holy Spirit. So we cannot breathe without it. We cannot succeed without the Holy Spirit. We serve the Lord in the newness of the Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit by which things get accomplished in our life. My job is to take care of myself spiritually, or I can't take care of anybody else spiritually. Does that make sense? My job is to make sure that I have my time with the Lord in prayer. If not, nothing's going to happen. Zero's going to happen. Last week before I went to Philadelphia, I don't like flying, and I don't like flying that long. Right? And I don't know what, I'm, what to expect. Anything can happen. I can get tonsillitis. I can get sick. You name it. We left our kids for the first time. And I didn't know what God was going to do. So I went to Joshua Tree, got behind a rock, and sat there for a couple of hours. And just got right. Didn't I, men did I mention this last week? I did? All right. Did I mention that I saw a snake? So I'm reading like Romans uh, 16, and at the end it says, and soon, you know, uh, you will smash Satan's head with your feet. It says it at the end, I think Romans 16, so read at the end of it. But I'm reading that under a rock, and I saw like a snake that big. <laughs> it was a king snake, you know, but, it, but it's trippy when you read about a, the serpent getting crushed and you run into that, you're like, that's a blessing. That's a blessing of the Lord. It was a king snake. I know nothing about snakes and kings. And so they eat rattlesnakes. How about that? But anyways, I was able to then fly. Mm. All I can say is that the trip was tremendously blessed. And I'm attributing it to hanging out with the Lord. Not that he owes me anything. He doesn't owe me any. That's not why I went. I went because it's his grace that has taught me. If you want things to go smoother in your life, you need spiritual means. You want supernatural results? Don't think it's going to be by the keeping of rules and regulations and religion. Spiritual results come from spending time with the Lord. And if we don't spend time with Him, we should expect that many results. In our marriage, in our home, in our work, that raise you want, that open door you want, that whatever we're praying for. Because He wants our heart. He always has. He always has. Zechariah 4, 6, you know the verse. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Any counseling that we do, marriage counseling, whatever counseling, we, we, my I need to figure out if this is a spiritual family. That's, the first, that's what we deal with. Premarital counseling, Hannah, 
is this, are you guys, is this spiritual? Whenever we have premarital counseling, are you guys going about this seeking the Lord? Do you walk with God? I don't want people seeking the Lord to get married. I want them to seek the Lord, period. So if you, it's like if you weren't getting married tomorrow or whenever, would you still seek the Lord? If things don't work out the way you want them to in whatever situation, are you still going to seek the Lord? And that's what God wants. He wants to bless us, but he wants our heart because if he blesses us without him having our heart, once we get those blessings, guess what we're going to stop doing? Uh, don't need that right now. Uh, mm, I got the blessing. Don't need to pray anymore. I'm good. That's what happens. But if he has our heart, he can bless you and you'll still seek him. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.